There's a certain bus driver in New York City. His route takes him every day all around Manhattan. At his last stop, everybody gets off the bus and he drives the bus across the bridge into Long Island where the bus is parked overnight. As he pulls the bus to the last stop, the bus driver tells the people on the bus to give him their problems. He tells them he knows life is difficult. Many of them are taking home with them from a day of work all kinds of burdens and anxiety and conflict. So he invites them to leave all of that, their burdens, their conflict, their issues with him so that he can take it across the river so that they don't take it home with them and dump it on the people that they love the most. He tells them he's going to take their burdens and drive them across the bridge so they don't have to carry them around anymore. Driving a bus can appear like a pretty mundane job, you know, He's just a bus driver. The power of the story is that he's much more than a bus driver. He's living and striving to touch people's lives, to help and to serve. The Japanese have a word for this. Ikigai. It's what gets you out of bed in the morning. Your ikigai is the sense that you have when you wake up in the morning and there are new experiences to be had in that day, that you have important work to do, a contribution to make. Sometimes we may, as Christians, say it's our calling, it's our purpose, it's our God-given destiny. Ikigai is your reason for being. That bus driver in New York City knows he has a reason for being. And it's not about driving his route. How's your life going? Is it about your ikigai, your broad calling to touch the lives of others? Is it about your purpose, your grander ways of touching other people's lives? Or are you just driving your bus route? getting around town, finishing the day. How about that? Loving God is at the center of Judaism and Christianity. We've heard those formidable words from Deuteronomy 6 that Ben Dindy just read. Hear, O Israel, love God. Jesus echoes these same words when a lawyer comes up to Jesus to test him. Listen to this from Luke 10. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what's written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. The word of the Lord. 
in his last book that he wrote before he died called Convictions, How I Learned What Matters Most, Marcus Borg says, many of us have been coached in Christian faith, mostly in the areas of believing. Believing, not loving. We have had that verse from John three sixteen. 16, um, Cover us and shape us. Everyone who believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So much of Christian faith then has been about believing. That's the emphasis through the ages, focused on believing. And Protestants and Presbyterians in particular have stressed that wonderful phrase from the Reformation. We have been justified by grace through faith. So faith and believing in God has been central perhaps with less emphasis on loving God. But writers and teachers like Marcus Borg, who spent his whole life actually giving fresh and helpful insights to Christian faith, especially for people who have felt hampered by the call to believe, trapped by doctrines, Borg keeps showing how loving God and loving others is really what God wants from us. Borg argues that believing in God and loving God can and should go absolutely together, but they're really not the same. One can believe all the right things and still not love God, or love as God loves, or love your neighbor as yourself. And just to emphasize his point, Borg points us to an important passage later in the New Testament in the book of James. Listen to this. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, and eat your food, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what good is that? So faith by itself, says James, if it has no works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith, says James, apart from your works, and I, by my works, will show you my faith. Our vocation, our calling, our path is to love like God loves. We cannot just drive the bus or go through the day. Our ikigai, as the Japanese put it, is to love as God loves. In our work, in our family, in our play, in how we spend our time and what we give our energies to, what we say yes to, what we say no to. Love like God loves. With what challenges you take on, love like God loves. The things that come your way that you're not expecting, that you never planned for, that you're not even sure you can handle. Love like God loves. It's a work in progress, and we are always adapting and adjusting, and it takes intentionality, love like God loves, and it takes effort, and it takes patience, and it takes insight, and more insight, and then more insight still, and it takes courage, and it takes honesty, and we have to keep trying new ways of loving as God loves, and we have to keep 
trying to be open to God's Spirit and seeking to be instruments of God wherever we find ourselves because it's never just about what we believe. It's about how well we love. Love God. Love God with heart and soul and mind and strength and love. Love your neighbor as yourself. So let's think about what and how God loves. What and how does God love? Well, from the first pages of the Bible, it's clear that God loves creation. God loves the world, the whole world. God made the world and said, it's good, really good. God made plants and animals and fish in the sea and birds in the air and men and women and every living thing that moves upon the earth. We read in Genesis, clearly the world matters to God. Well, we might wish in these days when so much of creation is at great and increasing risk that we could read more about God's love for the earth. But our spiritual ancestors who put together these early books could never have imagined the threat to creation, the ruination of the natural world. They lived in a time of low population and minimal destruction to the planet. Nevertheless, we need to see God's great love of creation and great care of creation and then be moved in these days to love as God loves, to care as God cares by paying real attention to the preservation of the world. This seems critical to our planet in these days, critical to people of faith. Love creation as God loves creation. To love like God also means to love people. Hey, people are difficult. People can be hard, hard to love. People bring heartache. People bring harm to our lives. Sometimes those who are closest to us hurt us the most. In these days of spring, I've been spending time meeting with people who are in love who've asked me to officiate at their wedding. I have a number of weddings coming up in the coming weeks. Weddings always bring thoughts about people coming together in marriage and sincere thoughts about love. What does real love look like? How is love best embodied? This brings uh, wonderful, complicated conversations about how love combines so many things. Love combines cherishing and delight. Love combines valuing and caring. It includes talking and working together at things. It means recognizing potential issues that are going to emerge in our relationships and in our love for one another, potential issues that can threaten love. What are those? Love means commitment and loyalty. Love means attention and presence. All these are so important and maintaining them all as we grow and age and move through life and change in love and in marriage, all of this can get so difficult. We can easily make a mess of things when we think we're being loving, right? We know this. The bottom line is this loving, this call to be loving as God loves, as wonderful as it is, demands great work. 
calls forth our best efforts and our sincerest intentions, takes lots of practice and learning from our mistakes. It means bearing with and forgiving. It means forging ahead and striving and adapting and clinging and cleaving, especially when challenges come. All of that conversation about love reminds us, or it should, about God. God faithful, God devoted, God patient, God kind, God steadfast in love. All that is depicted in the pages of Scripture. The Bible is a story of God continuing to love people, love God's people, love all people, especially love the least, the least of these. God cherishes, God delights, God bears with. God forgives. God stays with God's people. God embodies um, commitment and loyalty and tends to and provides for and even says, even says over and over, nothing can separate us from our love, not height, nor depth, not principalities, not powers, not anything in all creation. God's love prevails. I will watch over your coming and your going, as Psalm 21 says. Abiding love. So what is our purpose? What is our reason for being? We're invited again and again to love like God loves. What's the greatest commandment? Love God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. We're invited to love like God loves, to become passionate and patient and striving for what God strives for, a world of beauty, a world of justice, a world of fairness, a world of peace where everyone has enough, where there's no violence and no war. Is this too far-fetched? Is that too high a calling for us? It might seem like it, in human terms anyway, but we're talking about God, and we're talking about God's terms, and We're talking about all things are possible with God. And that's the vision God gives us. Keep loving and keep serving in the world. Keep living each day trying to reach out and help others. Keep striving with conviction and purpose to share God's love, to spread God's kindness, to be about God's peace across the globe because that's the vision. That's the vision. It's worthwhile, a worthwhile way to live. Loving God, loving others for a world of beauty and peace and love. That's our calling. This past week I came upon a short video. A video with wonderful beauty, music, and a terrific interaction between two of my favorite people. Eugene Peterson was for 30 years a Presbyterian pastor in Maryland, but he became more famous by his contemporary translation of the Bible known as The Message. Recently, Eugene Peterson got together with Bono, the lead singer of the world-famous group U2. The video depicts their intimate and sincere relationship that they seem to have. Bono, in fact, paid a visit to Peterson's house on his... uh, lake in Montana. They sit around a table. They talk about the biblical book, the Psalms. 
and the meaning of the Psalms for life, Bono and Peterson. It's a fascinating conversation of two of my favorite people. I'd love to have been in that room. At one point in the conversation, Bono and Peterson are talking about violence and God and God's purposes in the world. And Bono reminds us that there's too much violence everywhere. And Christians are often too busy saying things that don't help with the violence. Instead of doing things to address the violence, he says he's sometimes suspicious of Christians. Peterson says he keeps a cross in every room in his house to remind him of the violence in the world. It's everywhere. And he says... Violence always demands a response. And is our response more violence? It can't be. Peterson says we have to be about life like God was about life. Overcoming violence with love. A powerful point. Love as God loves. We're called to Love as God loves. Conquering violence with love. That's our reason for being. We're called to strive for beauty and goodness and grace and generosity and commitment and care. Loving God. Loving our neighbor. And working with God to spread God's love and light everywhere. May it be so. Alleluia. Amen. Let us pray. Pour out your spirit, O God. Claim us in your steadfast love. Shape us as people of faith and steadfast love. We seek to follow Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.